Given the imbalance in probabilities, I was therefore sure, without even scrutinizing it, that Kevin's evidence was wrong. Besides, probably unknown to him, the entire thesis was familiar to moviegoers of a certain age. In 1978, the film Capricorn One had been based on a similar premise, except that time the earthbound crew had to be eliminated lest they tell the world about the non-landing. In that respect, at least the movie was more credible than the theory. But the ball was already running. I became obsessed by conspiracy theories and what it was that made people believe them. Kevin was not some credulous blotter absorbing any old liquid that his mind settled upon. He was a bright, well-educated and commonsensical man. You could trust him when the Tunisian secret police were around. What's more, he'd probably have characterized himself, like me, as a skeptic. So why did someone like Kevin choose to believe, and argue for, a theory that was so preposterous? I wanted to understand what was going on, not least because, at the beginning of 2002, it wasn't just the events of 1969 that were under particular scrutiny. All sorts of conspiracy theories were springing up around the attack on the World Trade Center and the subsequent coalition invasion of Afghanistan, theories that seemed to me potentially dangerous in the worldview they expounded. As I researched, these theories didn't evaporate or appear purely marginal. Instead, they seemed to become more insidious, more pervasive. Conspiracy in the Bookshops We in the West are currently going through a period of fashionable conspiracism. Books alleging secret plots appear on the current affairs and history shelves as though they were as scholarly or reliable as works by major historians or noted academics. Little distinction is made between a painstakingly constructed biography of John F. Kennedy and an expensive new tome arguing, forty-three years after the event, that the president was killed by the mafia. Meanwhile, in music and DVD chains across the United States and Britain, among the limited number of books on sale, the young browser is likely to come across oversized paperbacks with titles such as Abuse Your Illusions, You Are Being Lied To, and Everything You Know Is Wrong, The Disinformation Guide to Media Distortion, Historical Whitewashes, and Cultural Myths. Checking in at a rather substantial $30, these books consist of a series of bite-sized essays by different authors dealing with myriad, and frankly random, subjects, from the oil industry to crime via geopolitics. Their avowed purpose is to act as a battering ram against the distortions, myths, and outright lies that have been shoved down our throats by the government, the media, corporations, organized religion, the scientific establishment, and others who want to keep the truth from us. Browsing through one of the books in the disinformation series, published by the countercultural tycoon Richard Metzger, I came across a chapter titled The European Union Unmasked, Dictatorship Revealed. In it, a Lindsay Jenkins, formerly a civil servant in the British Ministry of Defence, details the Eurocratic plot to destroy nation-states. At one point, Jenkins suggests that the encouragement of regionalism is part of this complicated conspiracy, the idea being to weaken Europeans and render them unable to resist the imposition of the superstate. So, she writes, 
Insistence on the use of minority languages, especially in educating children, will ensure that the locality is isolated and will limit the opportunities for people in the wider world. It will make them second-class citizens and easier to control. All regional assemblies will have multiple translation services, which will further reduce their effectiveness. A theory that I suppose could be summed up as How the Welsh Destroyed the United Kingdom. One recent book published in the popular Rough Guides series, listing some of the most significant conspiracy theories and tacitly accepting quite a few of them, even goes so far as to situate itself at a turning point in the great historiographical debate. The idea, write the authors, that long ago it was great men's deeds that drove world affairs gave place to the notion that much bigger historical and social forces were at stake. Now once again it is being recognized that plans, projects, conspiracies, and even conspiracy theories can change the world. Ideas like this may also be observed.